Remember 2020? So many bad things happened, including both loss of life and livelihoods that you may be trying to forget. But during much of the year, financial markets boomed. Why was there such a departure between the daily events in people's lives and the value of stocks? As indicated by writers Neil Irwin and Wei E. Kai, as is often the case, the answers lie in the data. It starts out, as so many epic tales do, with a table of data from the national income and product accounts. This magical table is entitled Personal Income and Its Disposition Monthly. This report monitors how Americans are earning and spending, two activities that coronavirus dramatically altered last year. By combining numbers from March through November and comparing them with the same period in 2019, one can observe the pandemic's differential impacts. Because many higher-wage workers kept their jobs and because much federal stimulus was pumped into the economy when all tallied up, Americans' cumulative after-tax personal income was $1 trillion higher from March to November of 2020 than in 2019, an increase greater than 8%, with aggregate personal income up and spending down amid economic lockdowns, more money was available to be invested in the stock market, helping push asset prices higher. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. Most global observers are likely fixated on the impacts of the ongoing pandemic, including upon economic outcomes. As indicated by writer Rich Miller, at some point, the global economy will be exiting the period of pandemic, but it will enter the post-pandemic world weighed down by much larger debts and increased inequality. That could hobble global economic performance for years to come. True, the near-term outlook is more benign. Global economic growth is widely anticipated to strengthen as more people are vaccinated, but structural issues may render it more difficult to extend that expected economic rally. According to the Institute of International Finance, global debt expanded by more than $15 trillion last year to a record $277 trillion. That's equivalent to 365% of global output. Debt expanded in all major segments of the economy, including the public, household, and corporate sectors. Inequality has also increased both within and across nations, with the pandemic hitting the global poor with particular intensity. That means that many people around the world no longer have as much spending power as they did prior to COVID-19. For WYPR and my producer, Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. As indicated by writer Neil Boudet, the U.S. auto industry sputtered through its weakest year in nearly a decade in 2020. The pandemic kept many buyers away from dealerships and forced a number of companies to shut down factories for two months last spring. As indicated by the New York Times, automakers are banking on a rebound in 2021. They collectively foresee strong growth during the second half of this year as they unveil a parade of new sport utility vehicles, pickup trucks, and electric cars. Like many industries, the U.S. auto industry is resting many of its hopes on broad-based vaccinations and a complete reopening of the economy. Automakers estimate that the industry sold 14.5 million cars and light trucks last year. That translates into a 15% decline from 2019 and the lowest level since 2012 when the industry was still recovering from the 2008-2009 global financial crisis. There is already evidence of rebounding activity. General Motors recently indicated that while its vehicle sales in America declined at 12% in 2020, they were up 5% during the fourth quarter from a year earlier. Tesla was a noteworthy exception in 2020. Its global sales were up 36% last year 
from the year prior. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. As many know, the COVID-19 pandemic has been brutal on domestic airlines and significant relief isn't anticipated until the second half of 2021. According to analyst estimates supplied by FactSet, airlines based in the U.S. suffered net losses topping $35 billion last year. That includes what is anticipated to be Southwest Airlines' first annual profit loss in more than four decades. As indicated by CNBC, the pandemic ended a decade of profits for the industry, a span during which the industry hired tens of thousands of workers, purchased new airplanes, and expanded their networks. The industry's trials and tribulations were reflected in stock prices. The share price of American Airlines fell 45% in 2020. Delta Airlines stock price slipped 31%, while United Airlines fell 51%, and Southwest shed 14%. Meanwhile, the S&P 500, a proxy for the overall stock market, rose more than 16% in 2020. The pandemic also forced carriers to shrink staffing levels, cut routes, and park hundreds of jets. Airlines based in the U.S. collectively expanded their total debt by $67 billion last year. Paying that down will be a financial headwind for years to come. The good news is that air travel demand has recovered considerably since last spring. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. There were challenges facing the global economy even before COVID-19 reared its ugly head. As noted by writer Yuka Hayashi, even prior to the pandemic, the World Bank had lowered its projections for global growth for the decade that began in 2020. The pandemic is serving to exacerbate the dimming expectations for global economic growth, raising prospects of what many economists are terming a lost decade. In its semi-annual Global Economic Prospects report, the World Bank attributes its long-term downgrade of the worldwide economy to lower trade and investment caused by the pandemic. Disruptions in education are also expected to compromise gains in labor productivity. According to bank officials, quote, if history is any guide, unless there is substantial reform, we think the global economy is headed for a decade of disappointing growth, close quote. Prior to the pandemic, the bank had projected that potential global growth between 2020 and 2029 would slow to an annual average of 2.1%, down from 2.5% during the prior decade. Aging populations and lower productivity represented major factors shaping these estimates, and these factors will continue to influence global performance well after pandemics end. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu.